Welcome to the Daily Bite. I'm your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. We sing hymn number five. I mean, let's read Psalm five. Give to the choir master for the flutes a psalm of David. Give ear to my words, O Yahweh, consider my groaning. Give attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. For to you do I pray. O Yahweh, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. Yahweh abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Yahweh, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. For there is no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of the abundance of their transgressions, cast them out, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy, and spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may exult in you. For you bless the righteous, O Yahweh. You cover him with favor, as with a shield. This is the word of the Lord. Another prayer of King David to the Lord, and it begins that way. Give ear to my words. Lord, hear my prayer. And this is again a question uh, right off the bat for us to talk about with our kids. Does God hear our prayers? The answer to that is yes. He actually has promised that he will hear the prayers of his people. So when you seek to speak to the Lord, he hears you. He may not answer you the way that you want him to, but he does hear our prayers. It's a chance to reflect on the Lord's Prayer, that Jesus teaches us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, we address him as our Father. So for those of you who are blessed by God with a good relationship with your Father, that's a nice connection point to pick up on. That as your Father loved you, or as your Father loves you, so God the Father loves you, and hears you, and cares for you. Phrases like groaning and cry here point us to this this idea of a battle, uh, that David is, is facing some kind of pressure, some kind of oppression in the text. He's asking God to pay attention, consider, give ear, give attention. So he's crying out to God for help, and the Lord will hear his prayer. He calls him his king, David the king. 
That's similar to Jesus, right? Saying, well, actually, it's the, the preaching of Peter in Acts chapter 2. How then could David say, and he quotes a psalm, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I've made your enemies a footstool for your feet or something like that. So, David the king calls God king. Acknowledges that God cares for him. God fights for him as a king does for his people. Verse 3, in the morning you hear my voice. Could be a spot to stop and say, when do we pray as a family? God's word encourages us, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Easy memory verse, by the way. Pray without ceasing. Three words, that's it. Verse before, it's only two words. Rejoice always. So five words, you can have two verses of the Bible memorized. Congratulations. Give it a shot. Pray without ceasing. We are to pray all the time. Our life is to be a life lived in prayer. Communication with the Lord. We give thanks to the Lord for all that is good. We give thanks to the Lord for all that is bad. Because everything we have is still a gift from God. We implore the Lord to help us when we need help. We implore the Lord to provide for us even when we think we've got things going pretty well. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. There were a lot of Old Testament sacrifices, but we can again connect this to our kids. This is a deeper one. Your kids may not pick up on this. What do we sacrifice today? Now, they, you might have an interesting conversation off of that right away, but I'm thinking here Romans chapter 12, verse 1, where Paul tells us to live, basically live our lives use our bodies, live our lives as living sacrifices. So instead of living for ourself, we live for the good of others around us as we serve them. And so that, just a neat connection, Old Testament to the New. Verses 4 through 6 is David's prayer that God would judge the wicked. And it's not just there, right? I mean, he's going to bounce back and forth now between wickedness and righteousness over the next couple of paragraphs here in the text, or the stanzas of a hymn, as we might say. Uh, the first stanza invites God to hear us. The second and the fourth stanzas are going to be about the enemies, whereas the third and the fifth stanzas are going to be about the church, about the people of God. So that's a neat way to look at the pattern here of what's going on. So you can read in that third, that second stanza the things that God hates, some of the negatives, and then David immediately contrasts that, and he brings up God's steadfast love. The Hebrew word is hesed, which is a reference to, it can be steadfast love, really faithfulness is another really good word for that, or covenant faithfulness even. Really good thing here to note in verse 7, I will enter your house. How? Ask your children, how does David enter God's house? Is it his own doing? And this is a question of how do we come to faith? And it's a wrestling in many Christian circles today. Uh, the Lutheran Church, we teach that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, 
believe in Jesus Christ or come to him. It's a gift that God gives to me. And we see that here. David is going to enter God's house. How? Through God's love. Through God's faithfulness. Just as me. I enter God's house. I enter God's family, not through my own doing, but because of what Jesus has already done for me. And then it is a gift that he extends, that he shares with me. We are saved by grace. David is going to bow down toward the holy temple. The temple is the place of God's presence. It's where people would go to hear God's word. It's where they would go to receive forgiveness of their sins. And this, we know from the New Testament, is Jesus. As he both speaks God's word to us, he is is present, God's presence in our midst, and he forgives our sins. Several New Testament spots that talk about Jesus as the temple. You can see it in John's gospel, tear down this temple and I will rebuild it in three days. And John very specifically notes that he was talking about his own body. The book of Hebrews picks up on the theme as well. Fear of Yahweh, verse 7 still. David rightly acknowledging that Yahweh is who we fear. In a sense, you could say David is praying here to not fear his enemies, but instead to fear the one true king. God is holy, and he is just. And so we fear him. But at the same time, we also know that God is loving and merciful and gracious. And so he provides for us, he cares for us. Verse 8 We really see it here that this is a prayer for protection. If you hadn't picked it up yet, it becomes crystal clear there in verse 8. Lead me because of my enemies. And again, it's going to be, you know, verse 11, for example, talking about refuge and protection. So, and a shield. So this is David praying a prayer against his enemies and for his own protection, that God would care for him and care for his people. Verse 8 also mentions, make your way straight before me. Another good question of connection to the New Testament with your kids. Who, who did this? Who made straight the way of the Lord? There you're looking for the words of the prophet Isaiah that are picked up upon by John the Baptist. The one who would make straight the path of the Lord. So that we could see him. Hear him. John prepared the people for the coming of Christ. Again, stanza 4, starting verse 9 and also 10, is against the enemies. Their inmost self is, is destruction, as was ours, right? Our inmost self is destruction, our sinful nature. It chooses sin every time. Their words are lies. They may sound good, but the things that they love, the things that they teach, lead us away from God. They lead us only to death. So David prays that they bear that guilt. The Lord punishes them. So you probably don't hear Psalm 5 read in your church service very often. But it is a part of God's word. While we do good to pray for our enemies, that the Lord would care for them, we also see several examples through the Psalms that it is that it's okay to pray for God to be just. That's a part of his character too. We want his mercy And God himself has told us that he seeks to be merciful to all people. 
you can look at First Timothy 2.4. God desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, and yet not all will, right? And so we can pray both, both for God's mercy and also for God's justice. That stanza ends with, they have rebelled against you. And, and that's a word of caution to us, right? I have rebelled against God. And so you need that verse 11 follow-up immediately after. All who take refuge in you, let them rejoice. God is our refuge and strength. Our ever-present help in trouble. Huh, sorry, that's another psalm, Psalm 46. So, a refuge, a shelter. God cares for us. He protects us. He keeps us safe. He, he cares that's a wonderful thing. We ever sing for joy, ever. I mean, that's that's a reference to everlasting life, to the paradise that we get to be in with God, that he would spread his protection over us, shielding us. So again, that, that physical protection idea here against enemies in this world can be a good prayer. And you can work the Psalms this way. We may not know how to sing them, but we can sure pray them. We can join David in this prayer, that the Lord would protect us, that he would bless us. Now you can point there with that blessing word to Matthew chapter 5, the Beatitudes, as Jesus speaks those blessings. Or you could also simply talk about the blessings that you have seen in your life. That's a great example of th something to do with your kids. How has God blessed us? How has God blessed us today? Make that list. Give thanks for that list of blessings that God has given.